Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back. Today's episode is very special and contains some very profound wisdom from a beautiful being by the name of Daniela Gill. I connected with her over Instagram because I discovered that she channels knowledge and wisdom straight from the Akashic Records. And for anyone that doesn't know what this is, I found this definition that really helped me understand. Um, It's a culmination of all universal events, thoughts, words, emotions, and intent ever to have occurred in the past, present, or future in all terms of entities and life forms, not just human. I perceive this basically as being able to have a conversation directly with spirit or source or God, whatever um, resonates with you best. And we actually all have this ability to tap into the source knowledge within us, bringing awareness to the meaning of events and providing divine guidance through our experience on earth. Um, Daniela delivers this wisdom and is just such a gift to us all. She begins with opening up the records and then I ask a series of questions that I felt called to expand my mind to and the questions that came to me I felt were relevant to all and can provide clarity to many different aspects of our lives and my favorite part is actually the ending two questions so you can look forward to that. Um, During this session though I was so deeply connected with her and at times I was so focused in that I felt like I was tripping up on my words but it was an absolutely beautiful experience and we embraced long natural pauses during the conversation so I encourage you to get comfortable and possibly lay down focus deeply within and cultivate a willingness to expand your mind and receive what resonates and release what does not so without further ado I will introduce Daniela. Hello beautiful soul thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here, Molly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to say real quickly that I originally heard you speaking on Sahara Rose's Higher Self podcast, and I was just completely blown away by your profound wisdom and ability to channel from the Akashic Records, and I wanted to get a little taste of that for my listeners. So if you just could quickly introduce yourself and tell my listeners anything that you would like before we begin. Beautiful. So my name is Daniela Gill and I am an intuitive and I also teach people intuitive development. I started off calling my work accessing the Akashic Records and what I do is I come into this elevated expanded state of consciousness when I where I connect more with what you might call the Akashic Records or the cosmic mind And then I transmit this energy from that space that also can come through with beautiful insight and wisdom. Wow. Um, That is amazing. Um, How did you first start kind of realizing that you had the ability to do this or learn how to do this in channel? When I was a little girl, I was incredibly psychic, perceptive, sensitive. I feel like I dulled and numbed myself to those gifts over time. But as I started returning to spiritual practice, I experienced a psychic opening. And then I discovered Akashic Records work when I went to a retreat. And one of the facilitators offered a complimentary Akashic record reading. 
to everybody who attended the retreat. And my thought was Akashic Records, like, what is that? That's probably some ancestral reading. It just, it felt like something I wasn't interested in. It was like, what does that have to do with my ancestors? Like, what are the Akashic Records? Like, records, how do I have records? And I didn't plan on doing it until someone else mentioned that they had a great experience with her in their reading. So I thought to myself, okay, let me try it. And I did. And she said a bunch of symbolic, strange things that made absolutely no sense to me at the time. So I completely dismissed the experience as a flop. I was like, oh, that was weird. That made no sense. Okay, whatever, moving on. A few months later, everything that she said came true in a roundabout way. When she was saying it, it, it was so far-fetched. I was like, this makes no sense on no level. But it all came true in a symbolic way, really unexpectedly. So that got me really interested in the Akashic Records. And I immediately ordered a book on Amazon from Linda Howe. It was Introduction to the Akashic Records or something like that. And in the middle, she prompts you to open the Akashic Records with a prayer. And as I did, I, as I said the prayer, my entire body was filled with this high frequency, ecstatic energy and feeling. Like I felt it everywhere. I was like, whoa. And then the clarity with which I was able to access psychic insight was unlike anything I'd experienced before. Before I had been doing psychic readings, but it felt a little bit like hit or miss. Like it felt like I was just practicing really. And I could sense things, but it wasn't always totally clear. And sometimes I would ask something and I wasn't really sure. And in the Akashic Records, it was clear. It was clear as day. I felt it. I felt the communication and I felt the energy the high frequency energy in every cell of my body. It was like I moved into the state of feeling blissful divine love and so much peace and trust. So that, that's how it started for me. And I knew from that moment on, I was like, this is my dharma. This is my work in the world. So amazing. It's almost like a superpower that you have. And just to bring, bring that divine source wisdom to you and everyone around you that is definitely your dharma and your calling so is by saying the prayer is that you can you can open them How, what is saying the prayer at the beginning is it just something that like do you have to do that and can you do that at any time i prefer to connect by saying the prayer but the more that i work in the Akashic Records, the more that my everyday level of consciousness seems to merge with this higher perspective. So I don't necessarily have to say to the prayer to see myself or life through a higher perspective. Wow, that is amazing. Um, so why don't we, um, if you feel comfortable to begin and just um, begin with your prayer and then we can start asking some questions. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, and, and before we dive in, I would just love to preface with this 
is an ability that I feel is supernatural, meaning it is so natural and it is natural to all of us. And I feel that we've been conditioned in ways where we do not believe in our access to divine wisdom. We do not trust our oneness with spirit, with source. We're not taught to trust and to continue to cultivate our perception of that sixth sense. Yet it's always there. It's always available. And through our sincere intention, we can begin to reconnect to and cultivate our ability to perceive in that way. And it's not necessarily a special gift in any way. It feels like a very natural gift for everyone. Okay, I'm gonna start with the prayer. Spirit, support me in coming into an elevated, expanded state of consciousness so that I may be one with your perspective. Set aside the totality of my personality so that I may serve as a clear channel for your divine love and insight. Allow me to see all who tune in to this recording as they are seen in the light of the Akashic Records. Help me to know them as they are known in the mind of spirit. And enable me to share with clarity and love all the communication and energy that would most serve their greatest becoming. And so it is. Thank you, Spirit, for this sacred transmission. So where would you like to start? So I would like to start with a question that I think all humans have and that is something really relevant to my life. And that is the question of how can people feel empowered to find their soul aligned purpose and their dharma in answering the question of who am I? It's a moment to moment endeavor. The alignment with soul purpose, with dharma, is simply the alignment with your natural essence in this now moment. It is not necessarily the culmination of any big grand endeavor. It is explored and discovered in every moment of your life. Your dharma is found in you being a friend, in you doing the dishes, 
in you expressing yourself in a conversation, in you connecting with the natural world, it's, it's found in everything. It is not any one thing. And the Dharma, the life purpose, the work in the world that so many people are referring to when they ask this question is connected to through the unraveling, the peeling away of all of the conditioning, the layers that have us doubt ourselves, believe that we are inherently not good enough, have us feel that we need to do or be more than we actually are, strive for any sort of ideal, strive for any external measure of success. Many of us have so many layers of conditioning that impede the expression of our natural essence, which is our dharma. We believe that our dharma must look a certain way, that it must bring us towards some societal standard of success. Comparison can impede our expression of our dharma, expectation. So really connecting to our dharma is the expression of our natural essence, which can only occur when we have moved through these layers of conditioning. That keep us from accessing it and have us show up in ways that are inauthentic to our being with any sense of trying, striving, feigning. Your dharma is who you are, and it's found in every breath. And through you connecting with the natural essence of you, you will find that you have gifts for the world, that you have gifts for humanity, that you have so much value to share, that your very beingness here on the planet at this time is inherently valuable that there are ways that are so natural for you, so inspiring for you to love, to serve, to share. This is your Dharma. And a part of connecting with our Dharma is also needing to reconnect to our love for humanity. Many of us have undergone many relational wounds and we project this onto the world at large. And how can you serve a world that you do not love. That you do not trust. So our relational healing is an important aspect of the sharing of our Dharma as well. We have to heal these wounds that have us afraid to be seen, afraid to share or simply not want to share, not feel naturally inspired to love and to serve.
Do you have any other questions related to this question? My next question was, how can people become more connected with this divine source energy to feel empowered and to feel more connected with their dharma? How do people connect with source that might not know where to begin on their spiritual journey? Mm. Let me take a moment to drop into this question. You can begin anywhere. Know that source is not some far away external thing. It is found within the very nature of you. It is connected to through your presence with every breath. Source, spirit is the intelligence the force that animates the totality of your body, that makes your heart beat, that has your lungs breathe, that thinks your thoughts. You are never actually disconnected from source. You only perceive yourself to be and experience yourself to be. Yet that is not the inherent reality so you can start anywhere. And for some of us, it's a matter of connecting ever more deeply with our truth. What is here, what is active, what is alive, what is present? Feeling our feelings, feeling this moment. Allowing ourselves to find alignment in our lives where we are moving forward, acting, behaving, relating in ways that feel resonant to us. For others, it can be supportive to cultivate a meditative practice where we're connecting to a deeper sense of presence, releasing identification with an attachment to the mind. So that we may connect with and perceive what is beyond the mind. You're never really disconnected from spirit. So it's not a matter of reconnecting to spirit, it's a matter of realizing how connected and one you actually already are and always have been.
And do you have any specific questions around that question? Yeah, how, how can we begin to kind of decode the signs that we get from spirit, like angel numbers, and when we, when we start to feel more connected, how do we continue on accepting and receiving those signs that we get? For me, I always see specific numbers, but I'm not really sure what to do with that information or if it's just something where it's a sign that I am more connected than I usually am, but I just wondered how can people learn to kind of use the signs that we receive from spirit in order to propel their journey forward? Mm, you can use the signs however you'd like to use them. You can ask, ask spirit, but know that it's not necessarily that spirit has this big plan for you or is guiding you in any one specific direction and that either you're in alignment with spirit or not it's more that your soul is and each and every one of our souls has been given free will to do, to create, to interpret. Spirit exists at the realm of infinite possibility. Meanwhile, it is the consciousness of your soul that can bring forth the interpretations of, of these messages, of these synchronicities. But know that the interpretations are not the inherent truth only because there is no inherent truth. It is simply your interpretation to have fun with, to play with, to create an experience of delight, of mystery, of surprise, of joy, of synchronicity here in this experience of life. The signs mean what you make them mean. Your alignment can be determined only by you. You'll feel it, you'll know. The signs will always be open to your interpretation. Do you have any other questions related to that? I, I wanted to ask, I think a lot of growth and just yeah growth comes from healing the inner child and acknowledging unmet needs in order to 
continue on the journey of life? How can we be a more supportive divine parent to our inner child mm. and heal deep wounds? By being so present with yourself when the inner child within becomes activated, when these deep wounds become activated, when you feel triggered, when you're throwing the tantrum, showing up for yourself in that moment as a beautiful, loving, compassionate, and caring parent would. Holding yourself in non-judgment. Being present with yourself and at the same time, leading yourself. Creating a safe space with boundaries. Part of parenting is leading yourself in the direction that you consciously want to head in while simultaneously holding whatever may be arising. So in the instance of an inner child reaction trigger where you may feel so hurt, so upset, abandoned, angry, whatever it may be, showing up, bringing forth an aspect of you to hold all of that in presence and love and compassion, in patience, allowing the inner child to have their expression, their experience for as long as they need in whatever ways that they need, while simultaneously leading, meaning, okay, I know that you feel this way. And the temptation may be to burn this bridge in this relationship, to sabotage this opportunity, this experience, to project all of these emotions onto the external world. And instead, we're going to hold this gracefully. And we're going to express ourselves responsibly with accountability in this relationship where our inner child is tempted to burn the bridge. We are going to continue showing up for ourselves, our lives, our loved ones, those who depend and rely on us. And we're also going to show up for you. What is it that you need? How can I support you? It's okay that you're here. It's okay that you feel this way. I understand you have every reason to feel this way. I have compassion for what you have been through. And right now, we are not going to play out these hurts, these wounds with other people. 
we are going to work them out. We are going to heal them by creating new relationship, new experiences for ourselves. We heal by creating new experiences for ourselves. Our inner child is hurt, is wounded because they have experienced life in one way. They've had this one experience of relationships, this one experience of themselves. Our healing occurs when we allow ourselves to have a new experience of relationship. Yet the inner child may be tempted to perpetuate these ways of behaving that actually bring forth these old dynamics. They unknowingly, unconsciously manifest these dynamics that they are expecting, accustomed to. The very experiences that wounded us, we tend to create because that's what we believe. So the inner divine parent shows up and leads, holds space, loves, approaches it all with non-judgment and leads so that we may heal and create a reality beyond our traumas and wounds and the fears of our inner child. And we bring our inner child with us. We do not reject or shame or leave behind. We ensure that all the emotions that need to be felt are felt, that all that needs to be expressed is expressed. We do not rush the process, blame or shame the inner child. We hold them and we lead. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. So beautiful. My next question is, in this very masculine kind of money material driven world, how can we kind of, how can we find balance between our masculine and feminine energy and kind of release the self-limiting beliefs around, you know, being successful and trying to get to the top and transition out of a state of lack around all of these things and into more of a state of gratitude and really understanding the power that we hold in becoming successful and abundant. Mm. Notice how it feels. In the striving for success, notice how it feels. We can become imbalanced in the masculine energies when we pursue our goals, when we defer to our logic, our intellectual knowing, value productivity at the expense of how we feel. So as long as we are always connected to how it is that we are feeling. 
then we will remain balanced and our masculine and our feminine. Our, our feeling tone is, is not just our emotions, I'm talking about our intuitive feeling. Continuously sensing, is this in the alignment with the desires of my soul? What impact is this having on those around me? Is this truly and deeply fulfilling my soul? The soul is fulfilled by the expression, the giving of its gifts, which you may call the sharing of your dharma. All else is an empty win. meaning it doesn't actually fulfill. And when you are continuously connected to your feeling sense, you'll know. You'll know when you're imbalanced too in your head, overvaluing the intellect too focused on productivity, too much energy being given externally. The imbalance will be felt, but we won't know we're imbalanced unless we're willing to feel. Do you have any other questions around this question? I, I just was thinking off of this question and how the world has become kind of more masculine driven. How can we as women specifically embrace this feminine energy that's surrounding this new paradigm and really feel empowered as women in this world? and loving our bodies and, and just embracing, embracing our bodies and loving, loving our vessel and without comparing what we look like and our appearance. It's not as complex as we make it out to be because this is our nature as women. To love ourselves, to love each other, to take care of our bodies, to take care of the earth. This is our nature. So it's about being willing to return to our nature and to prioritize us acting from our nature versus from our conditioning, from how we think we should, from holding standards of success that are not native to our being, that have been projected onto us by society and then internalized. It's a matter of clearing these internalizations. What have I taken in, taken on that is not actually resonant with the truth of my beingness? 
And in order to connect with the truth of our beingness, we have to trust ourselves. We have to trust life. We have to trust nature. What we're seeing worldwide is this mistrust in nature. We don't trust our immune systems. We don't trust the natural world to heal us, to keep us healthy. There's a massive projection of mistrust. And many of us have internalized that mistrust, believing that we need these artificial things that we don't actually need. So then we become tolerant to operating ways that are artificial to us. Like for a woman, it could be working a nine to five every day when women actually have a more cyclical nature, times of so much creativity and energy that we want to extend outwardly. And then times of rest, rejuvenation, we have a cycle. Times where we want to go inward, when we're actually what's most productive is to do nothing. So we've got to prioritize living our nature, living our design above all else and truly trust. Without the trust, we may fear that, how will I provide for myself? What if this, what if that? Will others judge me? How will they perceive me? I need to meet the standard of success. I've always had the dream of playing this role, of having this job. Being willing to question all of that and prioritize us living our natural design above all else and trusting our natural design. We have to see ourselves in a positive light in order to trust our natural design. If we have any fears that we're somehow lazy, bad, we're failures, then of course we're gonna be seeking and striving to be something more, to be something other than who it is that we actually are. So we have to create a foundation of really positive perspective of ourselves. We're not lazy, we're simply resting. We're not failures, we're simply not designed for that type of success. We also have to expand our perception of what it is that we believe is success, how we perceive successful. In this society, we can look at someone who is so stressed out, unhappy and unfulfilled in their relationships, suffering from poor health, and yet they have fame and they have fortune and they have achievements and we can call that success. And then we can look at someone else living in a little shack in the middle of the jungle, experiencing radiant health, growing their own food, happy and fulfilled, so connected to the earth, to life, to spirit. And people could judge that as not success. Yet if you feel into the feeling tone of each of those experiences, the intuitive feeling tone reveals so much.
So learn to prioritize the feeling tone. Does it feel good to be sharing in this way, behaving in this way, striving for this goal? What is it that my nature is calling me to in this moment? Is it rest? Or is it to create, to produce? And is it to create and produce this? Or something else? And we've got to be willing to let go of the voices in our head, imagining how others will perceive us, how others will judge us, the voices in our head that speak the way that perhaps our parents spoke, our culture, our society, the world around us. And then we've got to place our own voice, the voice that speaks from our soul, that is one with spirit, Place that voice at the center of our guidance system so that we are not guided by what has been projected onto us and instead guided from this deep internal knowing. It is all within you, everything that you could need to create a fulfilling, aligned, inspiring life. So it's not actually something that you need to go out and achieve or seek for. It's a matter of returning home to your essence, going within, turning within, because that's where you'll find it. And if you're seeking happiness, success externally, know that it's a never ending chase. The seeking never ends, but as soon as you return home to the source of it all, which is deep within you, you will find everything you could ever need. And when operating from that space, there is an appropriate and aligned balance between the masculine and feminine. And presently, this is the process that we see occurring in the world at large the rebalancing of these feminine and masculine energies in a healthy and aligned way. Each one is designed to love, support, and uplift the other. Neither one trumping, dominating, overpowering the other. They are revered equally, held equally. The future is not female, the patriarchy is coming to an end. The future is one. It is the union of the masculine and the feminine energies. Operating as one in harmony, in love and support of each other. Never at the expense of each other. And as we learn this process internally, that's when we start to see it manifested, reflected externally. A lot of the work at hand at this time is, it's not an external endeavor, it's an internal endeavor. And when we focus too much on what is happening externally, how our world leaders are leading, everything that's wrong with the world, with culture, with society, 
that can distract us from the work at hand, which is always internal, it is always deep inside. Invitation to look within, to heal from within. That is your point of power, your consciousness, your life. That is your place of authority, the place from which you create change from within your consciousness and your life. Mm. Thank you for that question. Amazing. I just wanted to end with one last question, kind of relating to the work that I'm doing specifically around finding radical appreciation for our human bodies and appreciation for the vessel that they are and kind of abandoning, like knowing how to abandon the mindset of comparing our physical bodies and putting self-criticism on ourselves and not appreciating our body fully and and thinking too much about what it what we look like externally and comparing our bodies to other people and just finding true self-love and respect mm. for physical bodies. Without the expectation and the judgment that is so prevalent at this time around the body. There lies the realization of the infathomable miracle that is the body. And immense gratitude for the way in which the body has given you life. Your body is comprised of these trillions of tiny little cells. Each one is an individuated consciousness. And these cells work tirelessly for your existence. They live for you to create you. And they come together to create this heart that beats, these lungs that breathe, this whole system that digests, that can take in the external world and turn it into health and vitality and energy. All of this coming together, working together so miraculously for you. And through the blessing of your body, you get to consume other life, parts of the earth, whether it's plants, whether it's animals. And that becomes you. It sustains you. Through the body, there's this endless, boundless gift and offering to you without the judgment, without the expectation, we can see that, we can feel that, we can experience that. 
we can begin to work through the judgment that we may have of our bodies by connecting to the essence of our body and prioritizing that connection above all the ways that we've been conditioned because no being naturally has a judgment of their body. We have been presented these false standards, these false ideals. We have been taught to judge our bodies, but it's not natural to do so. Why would we judge such a miraculous, life-giving vessel, the one that we inhabit? It's not natural to our being, it has been taught. And there's nothing inherently wrong with any body shape any body expression. We have simply been taught that there is, and we have internalized these teachings, these projections. The knowing that this is merely a projection, that it is not inherently true helps us begin to dismantle the way in which we have internalized those projections within us. If we know that any one body is not inherently better, that any way in, of being is not inherently better physically, then when, we, when these judgments arise within us, we have the spaciousness to question them, to doubt them, to perceive them from another perspective. And as soon as we do that, we shine the light of truth on them. They start to dissolve. They start to dismantle. But it's important that we be so patient with ourselves in this process because the layer of conditioning is so thick. It's so thick. And you can begin with a simple practice of perhaps apologizing to your body every time you hear or feel or see that judgment. Give yourself a little hug, a little kiss on the shoulder, a kiss on the knee. Value your body for what it is and not how it looks like. Bring your attention to serving your body? How would you like to be fed? How may I serve you today? Would you like to take a nap? Would you like to go to bed earlier? Would you like to eat this food? Would you like to spend time in the sun? What kind of exercise would you like? Really feeling into how you may serve your body and allow the focus to become that. How may I serve you body? versus focusing on nitpicking all the imperfections, cultivating the judgment. And the more connected you are to the feeling tone within you, the more quickly you'll become aware of when you are straying from truth because it doesn't feel good. 
To look in the mirror and judge yourself, it doesn't feel good. To celebrate what is, to give yourself a little kiss on the shoulder or the knee, that has a different feeling tone to it. It feels more aligned with the truth. And sometimes we will feel more love for our bodies and within our bodies when we love our bodies more. But so many of us are engaging, perpetuating these patterns of abuse with our bodies, even in the subtlest ways. By pushing ourselves past the limit of our bodies and drinking caffeine to compensate, by going to bed too late, waking up too early, by disconnecting from the circadian rhythm, the cycles of life, by manipulating our body through various things like alcohol, caffeine, other pharmaceutical drugs, by ignoring our body's messages and the interest of going, creating, doing, doing more, being more productive, neglecting to feed ourselves appropriately because we're too busy or because it's convenient. We feel love within our bodies when we love our bodies and loving our bodies requires us to take care of our bodies. It needs to be a priority to feed ourselves appropriately, to give ourselves rest, exercise, sunshine, all the things that the body needs to thrive. And let the priority of feeding yourself well be to love your body, to serve your body and support your body, not to look a certain way or to achieve any sort of ideal. Your exercise is to love your body, to serve your body and support your body, not to look any one way. That approach naturally begins to dismantle the judgments and expectations and projections that have us disconnect from the realization of the miracle that is our body and all the gratitude that is to be had for the body. Thank you for your question. Thank you. I think that's all the questions such divine profound wisdom thank you yeah it was so fun to share thank you for prompting all of this molly really appreciate it and i hope all the listeners receive something from it as well i know that they will and i'm just very grateful for you in channeling this information and just allowing this space to happen. Mm. Yeah, I'm so grateful to you, Molly, for making it happen. Thank you. Is there is there something um, like a closing prayer? Yeah. 
Thank you, Spirit, for this sacred transmission. May it all be integrated with ease and grace to serve our lives and the lives of all connected to us. Permission to receive, to integrate, to take in what resonates and to release the rest. Thank you. And so it is. Wow. Was that not the most beautiful conversation? I feel so expansive and open to receive. Um, I'm so glad you listened. Thank you so much again to Daniela for sharing. And I hope that there was something that you could take from this episode. You can find her on Instagram at Daniela Gill Love to see more of what she does. In the meantime, peace and blessings to you all. Until next time.